How's it going? How's it going, man? Great, great, great. I, uh, I'm super excited that all you guys are here. Uh, you guys could have done a lot of other things tonight. You guys could have gone out and gone trick-or-treating. Uh, you could have just not come to chaos. But we are super excited that you're here, and we're really happy that you came to chaos tonight. Uh, tonight, we're going to be wrapping up our series, uh, Who Do You Say We Are? So we started the series off. Kristen talked about how we are branches, we are vines, and taught us how to abide in Jesus' love. Carrie came and talked about how we are friends of Jesus and that we are loved. And then last week, Nikki talked about how we are chosen by Jesus. Out of everyone in the universe, we are chosen. And tonight, I'm going to talk about how we are commanded by Jesus. Uh, so to start tonight off, I'm going to recap what I talked about about four weeks ago, okay? Uh, can anyone remember what I talked about four weeks ago? All right. You guys cannot remember four weeks ago. That's perfectly fine. I can't either. I spoke about how Jesus is my Lord, okay? And so that means that Jesus has power on my life. He has authority in my life, and he has influence over my life, okay? And so when we're thinking about how Jesus commands us, we're, we're keeping that in mind. We're keeping in mind that Jesus is my Lord. Um, and so I'm going to pray right now, and then we're going to dive in, okay? So if you would bow your heads with me and pray. Father God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for all these students that chose to come to Chaos tonight to learn more about you. Um, God, I just pray for everyone who isn't here tonight that they stay safe and they have a great night, have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, and I just pray that you can open our hearts and our minds uh, to what you have to say to us tonight. Um, we're here tonight for a purpose. I truly believe that, God. So just open our eyes to what you want us to hear tonight. It's all in your son's holy name we pray. Amen. So if you have a Bible, uh, open up your Bible right now to John 15, verse 7. This is the, the same passage we've been in the entire series, okay? Uh, if you got a Bible from us, it's on page 623, all right? And when you get there, you can quietly look up at me so I know uh, when to start. As you guys are turning there, I just wanted to bring you to your attention to look for the words command, commanded, commandment, and kind of count and see how many times those are said and the word love or loved, okay? Those words come up a lot, and so just really pay attention to those words and the words around them. Okay, it looks like most people are there, so I'm gonna start reading. This is John 15, verse seven. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no other than this, uh, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. All right. How many times did you guys hear the word command? A lot. 
Five. Five times. Five times in that passage was there command, commanded, or commandment. And eight times in that passage was the word love, okay? Yep, I'm positive. I counted, I counted three times today. You can go back and count it up. You have a Bible right there. Yeah, it, it sounded like a lot. All right, so uh, these words are important, okay? They happened a lot. They occurred a lot throughout the passage. And so let's figure out what, what they mean, what the verse is trying to say. According to the dictionary, a command is an authoritative order, and a commandment is a divine rule, okay? And throughout this passage, we are commanded to follow God's commandment to love one another. Verse 12 clearly states, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And verse 13 goes on to say, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. And I know Carrie talked about this verse in her first teaching, Jesus is love. And in this passage, Jesus is telling people to love each other as he loved us, and that there's no greater love than laying down one's life for your friends. And this is exactly what Jesus did. Jesus laid down his life for us as an act of love. And I don't want you to get confused and think, oh gosh, I'm going to have to die for my friends to, to do this. Because that's not all Jesus did. Jesus laid down his life for us uh, and for the people of his time every single day that he did something. Every time that he uh, healed someone, every time he put others before himself, um, Jesus was laying down his life. And then he eventually laid down his life by dying on the cross for our sins. So the big question, the main thing that I want to pose to you is what does love require of me right now? It is this question that Jesus lived his life by. Jesus asked himself this question in every single circumstance that he faced in his life. When people praised him and asked him for healing, Jesus healed them because that is what love required of him at that time. When, P when Peter denied him three times, Jesus forgave him because that is what love required of him at that time. And when Roman guards spit on his face, and crucified him on a cross, Jesus died for their sins so that they could be forgiven because that is what love required Jesus to do. Jesus gave us a perfect example of how to do this, and by dying on the cross, he also gave us grace for when we fail to do this. The question again is, what does love require of me? And you can take this and apply it to any situation in your life. What does love require of me? It sounds like an easy question to answer, doesn't it? For instance, say one of your best friends texts you and says, hey, I've had a really, really hard day. It's just been really hard. Love may require of you to go over to their house and tell them it's gonna be okay and comfort them. It might require you to just send back a quick text and say, hey, you rock, it's gonna be okay. I hope it gets better. It seems pretty easy, right? Or let's say you go into a building and you see someone coming in behind you on crutches, right? You stand by the door, you hold the door for them, and you let them go inside, because that's what love requires of you. Or how about if you're playing Fortnite, and your mom comes and says, hey, God, will you uh, clean your room right now? Because I can't really see the floor at all. So of course, you obviously shut off your Xbox or PS4, and then you go and clean the room for your mom, right? Because that's what love requires of you in that moment. 
I mean, that's what you do. That's what I do anyway. Uh, this idea that we are commanded to show love to God's people, like Jesus loved us, uh, you can probably see how it can get really hard, can't you? I sense from that last question that a lot of you wouldn't actually shut off your Xbox and go clean your room right away. You might have a little pushback, even though that really isn't a hard time to show someone love, to show love and respect to your mom. How many of you guys have siblings? Raise your hand. Right. How many of you have siblings that can annoy you? Yeah, right? All of us, most of us have siblings that annoy us. I didn't see a single hand raised that had siblings that didn't also raise it for siblings that can be annoying. So, Isn't it hard to show those siblings love sometimes? Right, or share with them if they have something that you want. Or when they get on your nerves, it can be really hard to show them love. So what about someone at school who is really mean to you? Maybe they uh, say, <laughs> maybe they say, hey, you're stupid and ugly, and you're, you're going to fail in life, right? What would love require of you in that moment? What would love require of you? What if someone walks up to you and just punches you in the face? Or kicks you? Or spits on you? What would love require of you? So in Luke, it kind of answers this question a little bit. All right? It says, uh, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So this means when someone calls you a mean name or says something that is mean and hurtful to you, love requires you to not say anything mean back. Love actually requires you to say something nice about that person. And if someone punches you or hits you or kicks you or spits on you, you don't hit them back. You make sure you're safe, you get away from them, and you let them go on their way. You don't retaliate. That's not what love requires of you. But I want to let you know right now that this is going to be very difficult to do. You will not do this perfectly. Okay? You will fail, and you will not treat everyone with love. But that's just because we're humans. However, when you do respond out of anger or hate, or you lie, or do anything else that is not loving, you can always think to yourself, okay, I screwed up. Someone said something really mean to me, and I started a nasty rumor about them. And you can think, what does love require of me now? What can I do now that I haven't responded right? How can I change my response to show them love? So God says that living this way is going to be very hard, but it will be worth it. And people will re recognize that you're doing this, that you're loving them, that you're a child of God who is abiding, who's a vine, who is loved, who is chosen, and who is commanded. Jesus is telling you, this is my commandment, that you love one another the way that I have loved you. And as we go from this place, back to our homes, our schools, our families, our friend groups, let's do just that. Let's love them like Jesus loved us. So I'm gonna invite the band to come up
uh, and we're, they're going to be singing a song about the reckless, never-ending, never-ceasing love that Jesus shows us. Uh, this same love we are meant to show to others. And while we're doing this, I just want you to sit down, close your eyes, relax, think about the words, think about how you can show this kind of love to people in your everyday life. Okay, think about the question, what does love require of me? All right, I'm gonna pray quick to close. Father God, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for these students and the leaders that came. Um, I thank you that uh, you loved us so much uh, that you laid down your life for us every day. Um, and God, I just pray that uh, the next time a situation arises, um, that we can stop and think and reflect um, and just know what love requires of us in that moment. God, thank you so much for your son and sending him to die on the cross. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.